everybody and welcome to episode 79 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and once again, back alongside me, is the master to my doctor. Why am I the evil one? That's not fair. I know I have a beard. And... You have the Roger Delgado beard goatee on. I keep saying to you to obey me and listen to what I say, but you don't. So, and it, se- you it seems to be it seems to be that we're on the Peter Davison cusp of things because we have several companions Indeed, with us true. today. Um, so we shall let them go and introduce themselves. Hopefully, we don't have an Adric on board because if they do, we- they're going right through the doors. So we'll let the companions um, introduce themselves. Sales. Um so go on ahead there. Hello, I'm uh, Celesta. I'm Mike Lacey. And I'm Dylan Cook. Yes, indeed. So uh, we thought for the 50th anniversary uh, we would get some people on and to talk fun about Doctor Who. But before we start that and talk about you know our love of Doctor Who and everything, did anyone see the uh, trailer um, yesterday? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So nobody liked the trailer and nobody's excited about the 50th anniversary. Would yeah, that be correct? No, no, no. no, no be terrible. Right, okay, okay. That's fine, that's fine. I just wanted to see how everyone um, got on with that there. So the first question, Celeste, I will go to you first. Um, how long have you been a Doctor Who fan for? Ten years. Ten years, right, okay. Yeah. Um, can you remember the first episode that you saw? You know, what was the... Um, first Doctor, first episode that you actually saw getting the Doctor Who? Oh, um, entirely, I would have to say the one uh, for the fourth Doctor. I can't give you an exact episode. I just know that when I was watching it, um, my brother was, so of course I wasn't interested in it at the time. Um, now, being a fan, I would say it was a repeat of the Empty Child and Doctor Dances from the second series okay super uh, Mike what about you uh, for me the uh, I've only been a fan for the last like maybe two or three years um, it was kind of something that wasn't really on my radar being over here in the states um, something that's not really that big I mean it, it's a lot bigger now but a couple of years ago it really kind of hadn't risen to the level that it is now um, the first episode I remember seeing um, I know that I had seen snippets before here and there, but the first full episode I remember seeing was the Idiot's Lantern. Okay. Um, and I just remember, um, I know the the effects aren't exactly on the the highest level, but just uh, <laughs> the the whole image of people with no faces, and, and it was just super creepy and really kind of turned me on to the whole to the whole show. Okay, uh, Dylan, what about you? Uh, on a technicality, twenty-six years. A technicality. A technicality. What does that mean? Everyone's got ten years, four years. And you're like on a technicality, twenty-six <laughs> years, because I saw five seconds of a clip twenty-six years ago, which had Tom well, Baker. Well, then I've got it. I, I've got it over twenty-six years too. Yeah, it's because basically I watched it when I was six. I watched. I watched the first. Um, my first episode was Time and the Rani. Oh, and that was that was sort of cool stuff. I know. Wait, hey, don't! I love that episode because it, you know, it's the first one I watched. But then after that, I watched it on and off whenever I whenever I saw it was on. I was never dedicated. It wasn't until like the new run with Eccleston. So that's why I'm saying technically 26 years. But I mean, I remember way back in the day, Doctor Who used to get aired on PBS over here, which is like um, it's public broadcasting service. Yeah, that's that's where I found it. And well, it. 
Probably. I had to have been real little, um, probably like, you no, know, six, seven years old. And I just remember the intro and it had to have been, it had to have been Hartnell and it freaked me the hell out. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was scared uh, of, of Doctor Who. And I remember, you know, to being an adult, the first time, like I said, um, I had seen various episodes on, I think it was sci-fi at the time. Um, I don't think BBC America had really come along yet, at least not in, in my area. And I remember seeing Doctor Who going, is this this, you know, is this the same show that I remember from so many years ago? Because I didn't know about the whole um, different incarnations of the Doctor and, and, and whatnot. So I just remember this black and white, freaky, psychedelic opening <laughs> with the <laughs> creepy-ass music and, and being freaked out. But um, that, that's my earliest memories of Doctor Who. No, okay. I have to say I, I remember watching it. I'd had my hair cut, and there was. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, this, this, this is, I remember oh my lord! Technicalities and haircuts. What is going on with you? And this it was Frank Bruno's boxing match at the time. <laughs> I remember this. And then uh, we flicked over, and because uh, I was in my room, and th- there was these bat creatures, and I was like, "Ooh, what the hell is this?" And I found out it was Doctor Who. But it wasn't until I saw Davros that I got freaked out because he was. Not in that episode, obviously, but further along, it was just something horrible. I just remember that that face. But yeah, yeah, that, that, that's it. This is, I mean, it's, that's all picking together memories from when I was a kid. You know? <laughs> so. so, if you don't sleep tonight, it's not our fault. So it's well. not. No, I know that Alan's first episode was Rose with Eccleston, and mine was School Reunion with David Tennant. Um, so the next question I will throw over to Alan because I don't know this. Alan, do you regret not getting into Doctor Who sooner? Do you not regret not watching it? You know, like in the nineties and stuff, whenever you were uh, well, an infant. I couldn't have because it stopped effectively before I was born, Chris. Well, you should have got some VHS tapes. Great, great, great question there, Chris. You yes. could have got some VHS tapes. <laughs> so you could have. Well, it's just, it's, it's because, you know, I grew up in sort of, you know, the gap between old and new who, I never knew that this TV show ever existed, so it never kind of occurred to me to go and try and find episodes of this show. Um, it was only when it was starting to come back in 2005 that my dad started to mention that he'd watched it when he was a kid and stuff like that, so, uh, you know, unfortunately I wouldn't have been able to have the regret. Fine, well, I'll pass it over to one of our seasoned um, people, which is Mike. Uh, Mike, what about you? <laughs> don't worry, Mike, I'm in the same wavelength anyway, so don't worry. We're all uh, yeah, I, I do regret not getting in, in, into it sooner than I did, just because there are so many good stories that I haven't seen. I'm really just about, really only familiar with the new Who version of Doctor Who, I really have, other than, you know, just the uh, Doctor Revisited episodes mm-hmm. that have been airing like once a month on, on BBC America, I really haven't really dug my toe into the classic Who pool, so to speak. Um, so as far back as I really go, uh, consistently anyway, is Eccleston, um, having watched any kind of, with any kind of consistency. So I do wish that I had gotten back to it, you know, gotten into it a little bit earlier than I did. Dylan? I don't think I could go any further back because I wouldn't be able to understand it as a toddler, really. But because uh, I was six when I first watched it, but um, stop clapping I, your hands. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't because there was no other way for me to watch it because 
we didn't, you know, it didn't really come out on VHS as far as I remember. And, you know, there wasn't a concept of reruns so much until the 90s uh, on BBC Two and on lunchtimes on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's when I started getting back into it again. And then that finished and then it didn't come back until Eccleston. There's no, if, if there's no way I could have done anything about it. So, no, I think that's my answer. <laughs> 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 okay, Celeste, is your answer pretty much the same as Dylan and Alan's? Uh, I would have to say no. I've had other interests to add, uh, and to add another one before then wouldn't have been good for any of the properties. So it was too much to keep up with that sort of thing. It's getting to that point again, and I'm going to have to trim it down a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Obviously, Matt Smith is leaving um, Doctor Who. Uh, Christmas Day is his last episode. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, all you want. Okay, so um, I'm going to change the question slightly because some of you may not have seen some of the regenerations. Obviously, we've seen Eccleson and the Tenant and Tenant and the Smith. Will Matt Smith's regeneration be as heart-wrenching as David Tennant's? Dylan, yes or no? No. Mike? Uh, I... <laughs> I'm just going to get. I'm just going to get one word answers. I'm just going to get one word answers here, and then I'll ask you why. Mike, what I'm about no, you? I'm no as well. Celeste, no. Alan, no. Okay. That's okay. Pretty, that's pretty anonymous. Isn't yes, it? I would say no as well. Um, Dylan, would you care to explain why? Uh, I, I like. I really like Matt Smith as a doctor, but Tennant Tennant's doctor really loves life. <laughs> Smith's doctor just is, is I don't know he's not quite there he's really he's quite dark and I think he'd be I think he'd be okay with going so he wouldn't put he wouldn't be as dramatic as uh, Tennant was when he left so that's kind of my reasoning I don't think it's going to be too sad to see him go uh, well it's a no for me because uh, uh, Tennant was pretty hard I, I think that's going to be a pretty hard one to trump um, he was he was definitely wanting to to stay, um, and this one I think he he'd be yeah like before he yeah I think he'd be uh he'd want to go because okay. like I'm I'm done kind of thing yeah okay Mike yeah I I think it's not going to be as heart wrenching as the as the uh, the tenant one just because you can. You can see, even uh, I mentioned before about the Doctor Revisited, Tennant is pretty much on there constantly. He, you can see that it's such a big part of who he is and a big mm-hmm. part of his life. How, and how much yeah, and, <laughs> who he is. And how much Sorry. love that he had, you know, has and had for the role at the time. Um, and as, as far as I'm aware, from, from what I remember, uh, the story goes that we had the series of specials because he kind of didn't necessarily want to leave the role, but he wanted to kind of branch out and do some, uh, some stage acting or, or something like that. Um, and they kind of held the role up for him. And I think the, in, unless someone can correct me, I think from what I read was that basically he really didn't want to go, but the, the popularity of the show was growing so much that they couldn't, they couldn't hold off. And we get that emotional scene at the end where, I think he's speaking directly to the fans with the whole "I don't want to go," mm-hmm. and you know, pretty much telling the fans that you know I don't want to leave this role, but I also don't want to be the guy that kind of holds the series back. So I, I think it just was so much 
emotion not only in in the writing but also in the delivery because I think Tennant loves the role so much uh, and you can even see it in the trailers for the 50th that um, you can just see how much he wants to be there uh, yeah. all the promotion that he's doing for it and, and stuff like that so I don't think that this I don't think the Mesmus exit could be any you know I don't think it could um, be on par at all with with Tennant's portrayal of the regeneration no um, I definitely think that uh, Matt Smith's Doctor is going to completely react different than Tennant when it comes to the regeneration process because, you know, yes, Smith's Doctor can be very bouncy and kiddish and on his aspect, but there is, as Dylan said, he can be a very, very dark Doctor as well. So I can see it that he could become very, you know, very accepting that his end is, you know, coming just like... Because he's known for, how, what, like the last few seasons that there is going to be a fall of the 11th. So he's had such a long time to come to grips with that. So I could I could see as very much, you know, him just completely accepting the situation. Um, like Mike was saying, though, in regards to Tennant, Tennant's was a lot more emotional, I think, for a lot of people because we knew he was investing in the program, that he was, he's a Doctor Who fan, whereas Matt Smith had to go and research before he got the role. Mm-hmm. So for Tennant, it was like leaving his childhood behind again, sort of thing. You know, he got to play the Doctor. Um, kind of, you know, talking about one of the things that Mike said there about the whole kind of the specials thing and kind of effectively holding the role up for Tennant. Um, and then because of the popularity, Tennant probably effectively had to go. The thing that I wonder is, right, if that's the case, why then have we had so many split series, you know, split seasons? You know, like into six and six episodes, you know, it's a case of it's almost the similar sort of thing. I think well, that's it's just because... how Go on, Mike, sorry. Go on. That's, that's just kind of how TV is now. Um, I don't mm. know if it's like that over there, but definitely over here. Um, very rarely do you have a continuous season. Most series do actually go on hiatus for a number of months and then come back. Yeah, well, they need to stop that because <laughs> <laughs> it's, totally, it's it's annoying. Over, I think I think it's a case of because in uh, in the states, a lot of the time, you know, a lot of shows, you know, a season to a show in the states is what over twenty plus episodes. Whereas right. here, you know, Doctor Who's a thirteen you know episode season. Mm-hmm. It's you know, pretty much half that, and then if that it, gets split in half throughout the year, it is a bit killer for a lot of people. It's money. That's what it's coming down yes, to. Yes, oh, you look, you look at the box sets, and then the box sets come out separately. Yeah. Box sets come out with the first six episodes, and then the seven, other seven episodes, and then they bring out. So you'll either buy the one box set, and then the other, or you'll wait, and then you'll buy them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a case of that's why they do that, I would imagine. Yeah, they found more people are willing to spend the money to get the series quicker than to mm-hmm. wait and spend more money on one singular box set. Yeah. But there's also the fact that most of our license fee money to the BBC probably goes to Doctor Who because it's the most expensive show they make. Yeah. It's it's our only British sci-fi, really. <laughs> so like all the, all the special effects, it's just... they. That's why they split it up, because Moffat is trying to make feature films into episodes. Mm-hmm. So his idea costs money. So they think, well, if we split it, that gives us time to, you know balance all the money out kind of thing for other things so yeah plus Moffat has been dabbling the last few years anyway he's been doing Sherlock and then he did uh, was it he did Tintin with Spielberg as well yeah that's it yeah okay um, obviously we would have heard the um, tones of Celeste earlier on um, so the theme tune is one of the most recognisable things about Doctor Who now some of you may not have seen like some other 
Doctor Who episodes, but hopefully you're familiar with the theme tunes. But if you are, what is your different? What is your favourite variation of the Doctor Who um, theme tune? Mine, of course, is John Pertwee's The Third Doctor's um, from the seventies because it's nice and it's nice trancey kind of. Don't be <laughs> doing a thumbs down. I just like it. Um, I like the intro of it, and obviously there's different ones. There's one that they didn't use, thankfully, um, that I saw online, which was terrible. Um, but Celeste, what for you? Um, do you prefer like the you know the current one, or is there a, uh, an older classic one that you um, like to listen to? I'd have to say it was the tens Doctor Who theme. Um, a little bit less than that would be the current theme because boy, it had it had some great oh uh, strings and bass in it that just really gets me so. Okay, uh, Mike. Uh, I agree with Celeste. Um, nine and ten are, are, are pretty similar, and I guess just because that's when I really started getting into it hardcore, it really re- you know resonates with me there. Um, as far as a classic Doctor, um, the fourth is probably my favorite classic tune. Uh, classic tune, just because it's so close, it's probably the closest of the classic tunes to the current theme. Or sorry, to to the to the ninth and tenth theme. So for me, that that's what it is. Um, I do have one that is, I think, kind of strange. But I'll talk I'll, I'll talk about that after everybody else goes. Okay, uh, Alan. Well, this is going to be a surprise. I absolutely adore the Peter Davison intro, just because it is just that it's that just kind of next level of sort of the theme tune that really it hits hard on the intro and it is very 80s very yes, retro extremely 80s um, oh, well, now, that, now that you mentioned it that's Ick. the one I was going to say <laughs> oh, oh, oh. but um, no I do agree when it comes to New Who 9 and ten theme cannot be beaten it is, it is fantastic but I'm going to throw a bit of a twist in the sense that it's not it can't technically be classed as a theme because it hasn't appeared in the intro but the version of the track, the intro that they have done for the, well, I'm not going to call it a trailer, but like the tease mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago when you went through and you saw all the different doctors and the freeze frames and all the tease yeah. stuff, the music for that teaser trailer thing. You want that at the start I, of the fifties? Put that, put that as the intro now, please. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> I, I think they made a very very bad mistake on on the uh, current uh, um, uh, soundtrack for Doctor Who. They left out the theme. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for that theme to, to to come out on you know for MP3 or on a CD, and it is not there. It's quite weird. I've noticed, and I I talked to Chris about this a while ago. Um, you know, not on the show or anything like that. But there's been a couple of tracks from the recent season of Doctor Who that have gone missing, especially the track when John Hurt is revealed as the Doctor at the end of uh, Name of the Doctor. It's almost like they've kind of been trying to hold a few things back, which is quite a surprise, unless they're going to do like a maybe best of the 50th CD or something in due course. And they better. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend the money um, for, for something. You know, if, if if it's without the theme, I I wait for that theme to come out so I can listen to it. It's um, it's awesome. 
At the minute, uh, the majority of people on my phone all have different incarnations of the Doctor Who <laughs> theme tune. Um, so I think work got shafted and got the Sylvester McCoy um, <laughs> oh, terrible that's one. That's all I like. What? Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I just ask, who got Paul McGann's? I don't think anyone did. Oh, I, don't I don't think I was that brave to get that one, to be honest. I did not say that at all, I dare you. Um, Dylan, so is Sylvester McCoy's intro your favourite? Yeah, well, that's because it's nostalgic, though, isn't it, for me? Because it's my first. Oh, he was my first doctor, so I, I quite like the whole weird John Michelle Jar kind of thing going on with his. But the one I like isn't. It's a bit like Alan, it's technically a theme because it hasn't appeared in the TV show, but I like Orbital's version of it. They get they, this really dark techno version of the thing, like five minutes long, and it's evil sounding. It's awesome. So, uh, Mike, what was your story that you wanted to share with us? Uh, no, I was waiting just to see if Alan went with Davison. Um, just because I think that is a really good one. It, it's so different from everything that had come before it. Um, so I think it really does strike hard. Um, really does have that 80s feel to it. And it, it's not um, it's not my favorite classic uh, theme, but it's definitely one that stands out that I really do enjoy. I think, I think part of the thing for me when it comes to the Davison intro is it's not only the theme, but I think it's... The new visuals that we kind of got, you know, they, they kind of up the visuals a wee bit more in the intro mm-hmm. as well. I think I do love that all, logo. all of it just comes together. Okay, so um, DVDs are a huge help in reliving older episodes. Now, some of you may have watched them, some of you may not have. If you have, great. And if not, then I'd like to know if there's a certain title of an episode to do with a doctor that you've heard of that you would like to see. Um, Mike, I'll start with you. Um, I don't have anything from the classic Doctors. Um, the first DVD set I got, obviously, was you know, season one of New Who. Um, and I have season one and two and three on DVD, and then I watched the rest of the series through Netflix uh, until I got caught up. So I don't have any of the older Doctors on DVD, but there are a number of episodes that I hear about that I haven't particularly looked into yet, but they're definitely on on my list. Um one being uh, Genesis of the Daleks, uh, from Tom That's Baker. That's a very good one. Yes. Um, and uh, definitely um, the demons from John Partway. That's. <sighs> That's an alright one, so it is, but I, I did say, because Mike hasn't watched any John Pertwee, I did say that I would get him some John Pertwee DVDs for Christmas, so that will be happening. Um, and they'll be getting Davidson as well. Oh, really? Alright, oh, okay. Apparently you're getting a Doctor Who goodie bag. You have to get the three because um, the three Doctors, just because it seems like um, like a precedent to what we're going to see at the 50th, multiple Doctors in the same episode. I kinda, three Doctors I is really good. I haven't experienced that yet. Yeah, the three Doctors and the five Doctors are good. The two Doctors, to a lesser extent, is good because it has Triton alongside Colin Baker, um, and one of Colin Baker's, one of my favourite ones. Um, obviously, <coughs> uh, listen for the, listen, go back and listen to the review that I did for The Mark of the Rani with Colin Baker, and how great it was. Um, Celeste, what about you? Is there any stories that you have seen on DVD that you hadn't seen before, or any ones that you're looking to watch? Uh, there, there were stories from the first, second, uh, fifth, sixth, and seventh doctors. I can't give you exact uh, episodes. I just, uh, <laughs> I just know that uh, uh, someone who had been formerly close to me uh, was into them, and I was more into the story than the episode titles. 
uh, I'm sure they're great, but after seeing some of the third and fourth Doctor episodes I had... Um, Tread carefully I, if you're mentioning I third Doctor, really Celeste. Hard time, really hard time getting into these, uh, and, and including the ninth Doctor until about the halfway through his first year. I'm agreeing with that. Yeah. It was a mix of low pro- production values in, in regards to the older shows. I, I just couldn't get into them. I'm going like, oh my God, that is so fake. And then with nine episodes, uh, he it was a reboot, re- reboot uh, fatigue for me. Um, Doctor Who was ready for a return. I get that part. Uh, I was just still and I'm just tired of all the remake movement. Uh, Dylan? Uh, I've not been doing it through DVD. I've been doing it through Netflix because the US Netflix has classic Who on it. Now, yes. Have you not noticed that they're all Dalek ones as well? Well, that's the thing because I, I, I've, I've kind of stayed away from the older stuff, you know, you know, um, mainly because I don't want to spoil it in my head. It's like, I, I, I think, oh, if I see this and it's rubbish, it's just going to taint it for me, isn't it? But I tried today. I tried um, the first Doctor and it was the... Aztec episodes and me and the missus. Yes, we did a re- we did a review of that. <laughs> oh, I, I enjoyed it because we, we we were watching it, and my missus turned to me and said, "Because it's in black and white, the costumes don't look that shoddy, do they?" You know, <laughs> she's she's right. It doesn't look that bad. You know, you know, you think it would have aged badly by this point, but um, no, it, lo- it looks really cool. Uh, I've got I've got to admit that. I mean, I want to see more First Doctor stuff, and I want to see anything that Tom Baker's done, because I've not seen anything yet, especially this this Spiders episode that everyone raves about. Do you know which one I'm on about for that one? I know there was Planet of the Spiders with John Pertwee, which was oh, John Pertwee, one. Is it? This, this, yes. This John, uh, that, that one everyone keeps... That's whenever about. he regenerated into Tom Baker. Oh, um, that's what I'm getting. That's, that's one. And that robot. Yeah. Um, that's a very, very long one. You're talking maybe about that's like Lord of the Rings esque in terms of length. Oh my god! You know, it, it, it is quite <laughs> a long one. I think it's maybe about two, two and a half hours around about that. Wow. So, I th- see, I think that's why some people find it a wee bit hard with older Doctor Who is that we're so used to now with our episodes of Doctor Who is like here's your forty five minute episode, go. That's the story, or at the most, it's a two parter. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you want to sit down and watch a classic Doctor story. You have to, if you want to watch it in one go, put aside maybe an hour and a half, two hours to watch the entire You know what's thing? one thing, though, that they should do in order to combat that? Is take out the ending and the credits mm. and the intro. Because see, if you were just splice it all together and make it like about an hour, hour and a half, you wouldn't notice it. Because it's like watching film. But then you're like, once that finishes, right, I've got another three parts to go. Or right, I've got another seven parts to go <laughs> for like I some of them. Agree. Yeah, I have to agree with Chris. And, and, and oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I think that was probably uh, another element. And not as bad as the low production value for the older series. But... Um, it was it was like oh my god you kidding me this thing has seven parts to it yeah <laughs> there goes my day I think, that's, I think that's what the thing was for me and Chris when we were going back and we were you know we sat down and we were watching the older Doctor Who episodes in order to do a review episode for each Doctor and the run up to this that you know especially I'm going to go to our Triton episode with Enemy of the World it was a really really good story but it was just a case of it was six episodes long, and 
I think by the third one, I was like, can this be over yet? I, am. I think the creature, <laughs> I think. You know, I'm enjoying the story, but I'm losing But then the whenever it ended, spoiler alert, the way it ended, we were like, right, is there one missing or what? I or have I not put it on my iPad or what? But it, apparently that's how it ended. And after watching, you know, like that, those of my episodes and seeing how it ended, we were like, right, well, that was a bit shoddy. But I think the Green Death and uh, the Talons of Wang Chang, or whatever it's called, were the two longest ones that I've watched. And I think there were eight parts each. Um, wow, so that was awesome. that was hmm? the Green Death is awesome <laughs> with maggots. Yes, yeah, you know, you know? okay. Uh, <laughs> skip that one. M- moving no, on. No, you have to watch that one. <laughs> 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 moving on. Obviously, we've had several doctors. We've had eleven of them at time of recording, and we've had various. How did, how did several match up to eleven? I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Like I've made notes here. Okay, where are your notes? Oh, you didn't make any. That's right. Shush. Um, so, <laughs> so throughout the years, so we've had various enemies as well as companions. Celesta, can I have your favorite um, companion and your favorite Doctor Who enemy from the time the from the time it began, really, um, or just what your favorite one is, just all together. Well, let's see. I uh, I really don't have a favorite enemy of the Doctor. I'm I'm basically happy when the Doctor puts some puts an enemy in its place, um, possibly getting he or she or it to understand what they're doing is wrong, and they start to become better individuals or societies. Or unfortunately, the Doctor destroys it for the sake of universal peace. Uh, the Daleks and Cybermen can just disappear. I'd be happy. Uh, they seem to be the Cybermen a... disappearing because yeah. I don't really like the modern version of it. I think the older ones that look more like they're made out of tin foil look a bit more scary than the ones that march yeah. and say delete. <laughs> they're like jokes with legs. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I am here to tell you a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. Well, that actually, uh, you know, goes into what I was about to say was they seem to be a running joke on the doctor. Don't you agree? Because they think they're gone and then they walk around the corner and then there they are again. Uh, Like all that effort and sacrifice was for nothing. Um, Now with uh, companions, I would say my favorite, favorites, I really don't have a favorite, is uh, Rose, Donna, Amy, Rory, and River, uh, along with Jack. Harkness and Sarah Jane. Okay. Um, Dylan? Uh, I'll go with companions first because I, I, I went with River but I wasn't sure she classed as a companion. Anyone who's been in the TARDIS um, um, is a companion. Technically, oh, okay. Technically yeah. she's his wife so it counts. <laughs> oh, okay, that's alright. I'll have to go with her. She's your companion. <laughs> so would that also include the TARDIS herself? <laughs> Just saying. She's in the park. Ooh, way to throw a curveball there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, so River, River, definitely. I love how whenever she's around, the Doctor doesn't know what to do. He, she really puts him off kilter. So, you know, he needs he needs more of that. Um, and then, uh, then what's left? I'm going with Ace. Okay, because you know, again, it's Macquarie era stuff, so that's why I liked it. But she was also much better than Mel 
Mel, I just wanted to... Uh, oh, I, oh, Bonnie Langford. Oh, oh why oh, are you oh, in Doctor Who? <laughs> I'll scream and scream and scream. And she did. And she did in the first episode where she appeared along Sylvester McCoy and she was trapped in a bubble and she screamed. And I was like, oh my lord, this is deafening in my ears. Whereas, yes. you know, Ace what goes after things with a baseball bat. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. That's much more awesome. And the thing is, that she went through quite a lot of stuff. I mean, she got trapped in the tank and nearly died. You know. Yeah, exactly. She, in Battlefield. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going with Clara. I really like Clara as well. You know, with all, totally all the, but there's something about her. She's hot too. So anyway, <laughs> it's the souffles. It has to. Yeah, be. It is the souffle. And there's just there is something about Clara as a character, and I think Jenna plays the character so well because literally any time I see, you know, be it a clip from the trailer, um, for, like especially for the fiftieth, just any time she's on screen, she. Like you just think this isn't a person acting. This person is this individual. Because, yeah. Like in the you know in the latest trailer where you see her, what appears to be her tapping the vortex manipulator, and she just has that cheeky smile on your face. Like, <laughs> I love you. You're great. Yeah. I mean, this thing. I I, I liked Amy and Rory, but I don't I don't know. They just kind of grated on on me after a while. But Clara, I think Rory was the one that created the most. To be honest. Well, you didn't you didn't like them at all then? <clears throat> no, I, d- I loved Amy because look at Amy. But uh, it's a case of with Rory, it's a kind of a case of oh right, you'll guard a box for a while and then you come back and oh, then you wow. die and then you come back and then you die and it's just like I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> Could have stayed there for another thousand years as far as I was concerned. Um, but I just I just didn't like uh, him as a character. I preferred it whenever it was just Amy and the Doctor. But mm. whenever you look back at the no, no, we'll get on to that whenever everyone's mentioned theirs, um, and we'll go from that, um, because I'll probably throw a curveball there, anyway. Ah, uh, but um, my, my favourite villain's the Master. Because, I mean, the, the Daleks, you know, the Cybermen... <laughs> Sorry, Alan's twirling his moustache in the corner here, as um, the Master would do. <laughs> it is awesome, I mean, the thing is, the Daleks, you know, the Cybermen, they're in an army. The Doctor's just one guy, and he's like the complete opposite of the doctor and that's what i love about it the doctor it's like the doctor's darker half and it's mm-hmm. all the things the doctor could do if he w- went by the wayside and just gave into what he into what he felt was wrong whereas the, where the master just lo- enjoys every second of it um but i have to admit i would have loved to have seen Derek jacoby have a bit longer as the master than go straight into sims but mm-hmm. i like i like sims as well but um Oh, let me know. Is it Rob? It is Robert Delgado. Roger, De- Roger, 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 Roger Delgado. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but I don't like awesome. Eric Roberts' version. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think you're hard pushed to find anyone who does that because all I can think of is he's trying out for best of the best again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anybody, anybody who's listened to the Armageddon episode reviewing that movie will see that we weren't the greatest of fans of Eric Roberts at all. I don't think we really yeah. talked about the movie, to be honest with you. I think we got sidetracked by other stuff. But anyway. There was a lot of rambling in that. <laughs> yep. um, Mr. Lacey, yourself, sir? Um, well, for me, my favourite companion was Amy. Um, again, just because of New Who is basically what I know from. And for me, her story was just the best story. The the whole her, you know, as a little girl waiting for the doctor to come back and all, you know, all, all that. I thought that was just such a such a heartwarming story. So I really enjoyed that more than, you know, more than Rose or, 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 or Martha or Donna, where they kind of were just, you know, along for the ride. Where the Amy, the doctor, had been a part of her life, her whole life, 
for the most part. I mean, because she saw him when she was a little girl, and then she thought she was crazy, and and that she, you know, everybody was, you know, basically telling her that she made the whole thing up and that it was just a big story, and she knew it was true, and it it really formed who she turned out to be from a very young child. So I thought that was such a good story, the best story I thought of all the companions, for me anyway. Um, as far as enemy, my favorite enemy is the Daleks. Um, for the exact reason that Dylan gave for the Master. I, I think that the Daleks are the complete antithesis of what the Doctor is. You know, the Doctor is going from, you know, world to world, and, you know, and in his adventures, he can't help himself, but, you know, he can't stop himself but to help people along the way and feel compassion for them and, and try and do his best to help them out in you know, any way that he can, where Daleks are the exact opposite, where they have no emotion at all. Um, and the fact that really not, you know, nothing matters other than, other than the Daleks, where the Doctor you know, has compassion for others and, and whatnot. So that plus the whole... It, Again, not having seen a lot of the classic stuff, for me, I love the story of the Time War, how the Time Lords and the Daleks are linked, um, and the fact, you no, know, now get, getting into, I'm, I'm sure we'll discuss John Hurt later, um, and you know the the maybe ninth, maybe not ninth Doctor, um, the fact that the entire Dalek race was, was was annihilated along with the rest of the Time Lords and we only were left with the one Dalek left and the one Time Lord left and the fact that they were just complete antitheses. So for me, that was it's just such a entrancing and engrossing storyline. Okay. Alan? <laughs> Look at you. You're like, oh, please ask me. <laughs> <laughs> please don't pick me. Um... I would have to go with Clara has rocketed up so much in her time in her role as a companion. She has really went to the top of my list in terms of companions so far in just this extreme short time that she has been a part of the show. Um, just the whole character, as I said, she you feel that Jenna is that character, but the thing I'm looking forward to the most with Clara is not only because I enjoy her as a companion, as I kind of said in our 11th Doctor episode, Chris, I can't wait to see where Jenna takes Clara as a character once Capaldi comes into the role. Because uh. the relationship between Doctor and Companion is just going to flip. It's just going to be completely different. You don't have this young individual Doctor who she acts like, oh, he's around my age sort of thing, really. you know, You're going to have this older gentleman and on the flip side, then you have River as well, which I'm also looking forward to. If they can bring River back, mm. put her beside Capaldi, she's you know I just picture this in my head, just the sort of thing that's just oh you're older, you know, yeah. sort of, you know that sort of thing. You, know. um, <laughs> but then going to what Mike says, I think Amy is also a really really good companion because as he said with the whole her story, it's one of the most intricate stories in Doctor Who you know, she meets the Doctor when she's like 10 years old, she has to wait 10 odd years for him to come back she gets accused of making him up as an imaginary friend, she bites her psychiatrists, she eventually gets to go on the story you know, that she's always wanted with the Doctor 
all this stuff goes on. She sees her husband die probably half a dozen times or more. She, also, you know, <laughs> she have, Amy, have Amy's choice where she has to decide what reality is real. You know, the one with her and Rory, she's pregnant with their child, or the one that's in the TARDIS. You know, what would she prefer? Does she want to stay with the doctor? Does she not? Then you have to progress on to the fact that we find out that there was this friend of hers growing up, Mel's who in fact turns out to be River, who is the Doctor's wife. It's just so, just a huge melting pot of stuff in regards to Amy that it makes her a really, really good companion. Plus, their, you know, her leaving scene was completely... I don't think I've been as affected by a Doctor Who episode emotionally more. Um, you know, that would probably be when I got emotional the most about since Tennant left. Alright, okay. Um, for me, I'm the only one who's going to mention a male companion, which is Wilf. Um, I love I love Bernard Cribbins to death. Bernard Cribbins is a legend. Bernard Cribbins... Bernard Cribbins voiced the Wombles, and I loved the Wombles whenever I was younger. Christmas is Bernard Cribbins was his granddad that's the whole point that's why it's something different <laughs> instead of having this hot looking 20 year old running around with a doctor oh, right. instead you want, you've you got, want an old Santa no instead <laughs> instead instead you've got this gentleman who the doctor seems to learn other stuff from like whenever he's saying like he's one of the other only people that I've ever seen the doc offer the doctor a gun and saying you know like you're the most incredible man I've ever met you know like please save yourself and he's like no never and then whenever um, he's stuck in the, the the chamber thing and he says no please you know like don't do this you know like save yourself and then um, the doctor just turns to him and says no Wilf it would be my honour and then that's whenever we get the regeneration um, another one would obviously be another two sorry would be Joe Grant because I just love her as a foil for John Pertwee and hi, I, hi I'm the only hi I'm the only person who said Sarah Jane is beyond me because that woman has done more for Doctor Who throughout the whole entire course of it um, than anyone because of I don't deny that Sarah Jane is a fantastic companion it's just a case of I wouldn't rate her as my favourite you know I, I, by, all, I by all means would hold my hands up in the air and say Sarah Jane is kind of the you know if you had a cookie cutter of what is considered the companion for the Doctor it would be Sarah Jane but in my opinion <coughs> I just have other favourites okay so um, there's obviously lots of merchandise that you could buy to do with Doctor Who audiobooks, books, audiobooks, just plain books, t-shirts. You could even purchase some art that people do for you, um, which is awesome. Um, so does anyone have any Doctor Who merchandise that they um, picked up that they're particularly happy with? Um, Mike, what about you? Because normally you buy fours of things, so. It's <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed to say that I don't. Um, what? I have, uh, really, say what? <laughs> all I really have is a This is of, not uh, Mike Lacey. Uh, something he is, he is looking for stuff, though. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I love the look of the figures, um, but we can't get them here. So it, it's something that I have to look on eBay for or friends across the pond. Um, and shipping ends up being expensive and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but isn't it? Worth <laughs> yeah, Dylan. Yeah. I'd rather go with the the friends across the pond 
pawn part instead of eBay, personally, but... Well, it's it's definitely a pool I'm going to jump into. I'll Um, I'll give you my daily tenant if you want him. I'll take it. (laughs) There you go, done. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have a couple of t-shirts, but that's really about it. Alan? Um, I've not as much as I really wish I had. You know, I have. You the, do I have, have some. I do have some. You know, I have the stereotypical stuff that you would expect: sonic screwdriver and stuff like that. Yeah. No. What, what did we? What did we to? go to? I know the Doctor Who experience. I know. Yes, and what did you yeah. get? That was limited edition. That. Yes. Yeah, I know. I was getting there. Calm no, yourself. you weren't. You weren't. You <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> But no, we got the we got the print at the Doctor Who experience that uh, they recreated the scene of the Cybermen coming down from St Paul's Cathedral towards the Thames, which is fantastic. Which for some goodness unknown reason I still have not framed. I don't know why. No, my it is protected in like a you know a roll thing like. So, <coughs> but um, I've got both. Uh, I've both got nine slash ten sonic screwdriver, eleven sonic screwdriver, the Master's laser screwdriver. Um, I've got. Many different types of like TARDIS. I've got a USB hub, which is a TARDIS. You know, <laughs> That's cool. Go random. Um, but if I had the money, I would go and buy a proper, you know, TARDIS shell. You know, I'm I'm not picky or anything like that. Can you buy sheds that look like that? <laughs> I know. If there's there's one down the road. I know. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but there's actually there's a, there's a place that makes garden sheds near where we live, and I kid you not, they have actually painted a shed up to look like the TARDIS. It made me garden more. <laughs> do, do you not um, have a particularly awesome piece of uh, kit from the the Fifth Doctor there? Oh yes, of course there is. Absolutely awesome one, courtesy of Mister Mike Lacey. It's pride, it's pride, it's pride of place on the shelf. Like Mister Mister Vint has a very much pride of place thing up there as well. But I'll let him explain that as well. Celeste. What about you, Celeste? Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> let's see. I was wondering what was going on there. <laughs> sorry. This I'm, thing I'm, has I'm, a button to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that effect. <laughs> no, unfortunately. It has a button to this thing. Um, the Let's see. I would say the uh, the audiobooks are something I've um, I've got uh, a few of them. Uh, they're all read by David Tennant. <laughs> Big surprise uh, there. Um, yes, I <laughs> um, I tend to do that if I go for them. I'll only go for the ones that are read by like Catherine Tate or whatever. But there is one called Yes, Beautiful Chaos, which is read by Bernard Cribbins, and his impersonation of the Doctor is outstanding. Guys, I really? Don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's uh, just me, but do you really think this is getting quite an issue for Chris that this is going beyond more of a man crush? <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting here not looking very impressed at all. <laughs> Carry on, Celeste. Chris, Sorry. you're still you're still there. <laughs> yes, I'm still okay. there. Um, well, I had also had the opportunity to have the first years of nine and ten on DVD. Unfortunately, I had to give up the uh, give up ten's first year uh, DVD set uh, a few years ago. Uh, I don't have any other DVDs. The nines, um, it's been digital episodes ever since. Um, I wish I had all the DVDs <laughs> of the new Who, including the Who movie. Uh, no, real- you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, because, you know, it's like I didn't mind it so much because 
it was McGann that's the only time you're going to be there's, able to there's, see there's McGann. Far, there's far worse things to watch, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> really? I've yet to witness them, apart oh, from Squidbillies, yes, which was on the US Netflix, which was terrible. Sex Doctor episodes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, I really don't have any com- clothing pertaining to the show exactly. I, I did, however, buy a pair of red Converse trainers, like tens, a couple of years back. I call them my who shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I had the money, this would be, you know, I, I, I've been dreaming of this for years. I'd have a TARDIS made to fit into the doorway into my dream studio like I was really there I mean it like materialized right there <laughs> and you could walk right through it and it looks like you're in the TARDIS control then you really need to if you ever can save up the money to have a flight and go to Cardiff to go to the Doctor Who experience then you can oh, actually, yes. can actually uh, experience that, that's one that. of my goals one of my goals <laughs> that, is, that is one of the things that now it's obviously been a couple of years since Chris and myself went to the Doctor Who experience, but when we went there, it starts out, there's a few things, Matt Smith's on a monitor and stuff, but you're standing in the room and there's nothing in the room, and then whatever way they do it, literally you hear the TARDIS you know, dematerialization noise, and you just see it slowly, and it appears in the corner of the room, and you're like, what is this? The doors swing open, and you go through, and it's a tunnel into the actual TARDIS console room. I got the pilot the TARDIS as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 I have to talk about this. What? Yes, but any <coughs> children please make their way to the barrier where they can control the TARDIS. Chris, I'm going to do it. No <laughs> point in being grown up if you can't be a child sometimes. And we're doing <laughs> that <Baker> says, so. <laughs> Uh, Dylan, what about you? Uh, well, I've got like the little Lego things that they did. Not proper Lego, obviously, but the I've got like a little TARDIS of the Matt Smith and an Amy, and then I bought my missus some cyber, little mini Cybermen because they're her favourite bad guy, so they chased them. Um, mm. I've got like Tennant, Baker, and Davidson figures, but because those are the only ones that I ever collected, they've gone up in the attic because I've got no room for them, but they're going to Mike now. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's getting them. Um, but what I really love is my... And it's not official merchandise, but it's something I got off tfury.com. It's my... Um, it's a T-shirt by Joe Bart. Now, he's, he's a really good artist, and he does, like, um, album covers with different sci-fi programs being the bands of, and it's basically the Who's. And you've got, right. Doctor, you've got Matt Smith with this fez on, and you've got River and everything. You've got, like, um, the silence playing a guitar and stuff. It just makes me smile whenever I wear it. So, <laughs> that's why I love it. But what I'd really like is those big chief figures that they made. Those they're not they're not they're not dolls, but they're like the hot toys figures. Yeah, they're they like, oh, that, is that the one you sent me a link of way back when? Yeah, like, really look at this. It was like one hundred and ninety nine points. It's like, well, I'll look at it and I'll admire it, and mm. that'll be as far as it'll go. Exactly. Yeah, I'd love them, but I can't like justify putting all that money towards it when I've got other things that I enjoy. So you know. One, one, one day, maybe. <laughs> when I'm old just, and rich. Is it just me left now? Yeah, right. just you. Okay. <clears throat> I have the 11 Doctors box set that Mike Lacey was kind enough to send me one Christmas. He also was kind enough to send me some Tom Baker Doctor Who comics. Um, I have some audiobooks. Um, four um, Tenet stories, a Smith one and a Pertwee one. I have a Davison... Um, a heck of a lot of t-shirts. Yes, I have a Davison t-shirt. Um, so basically it just looks like his outfit. 
um, like this from the front. I have Pertwee's one, and I have Tenant's one. Uh, Tenant's looks the best, in my opinion. Um, I have a TARDIS t-shirt. I've got one coming to me that was... Um, it was like a crossover between uh, Zelda, so it's Link as the Doctor. So instead of having a sonic screwdriver, he has a sword. And in the light in the TARDIS is the Triforce. Um, and also I'm quite proud of my DVD collection which is quite extensive of the third Doctor um, there's a couple of sixth Doctor, no sorry, seventh Doctor, four Doctor and then I have the complete specials on Blu-ray and I recently purchased the Doctor Who Vault book which is quite a beast um, whenever it comes to reading and Alan was kind enough to get me a book at Christmas as well to do with I think it was to do with um, various gadgets for the Doctor or something like that uh, yeah and I got a book and I got a book of the Doctor Who experience um, the Doctor Who companions which just basically chronicles all his companions and stuff like that I think that's the most I've actually just, talked just, throughout just, this just, <laughs> <laughs> just a few things though just a few yeah, things you haven't, you haven't mentioned what's on the shelf above you, behind you? Oh yes, uh, Bernard Cribbins' autograph as well. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, it's actually made out to me as well, so it is. It actually says, to Chris, uh, all the best, Bernard Cribbins. Um, so that was that. Is there going to be, have to be an intervention here or something? Or? There may have to be. I'm the only one who do the intervention. <laughs> Fine. So the next question is, why are you all being nasty to me? <laughs> um, okay. Right. Um, so we're going to... Um, obviously, we were talking briefly about the um, the trailer that we saw. Um, but we'll talk about the one that shows you all the Doctors and, you know, like, the companions as well. Um, Mike, what was your thought on this trailer? Um, obviously, you know, like, they were going to bring it out and then we thought it would be something to do with the um, actual episode itself. Um, and then that came out. Um, how... How important was that trailer, and how 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 much did you like it, or did you not like it? Because I've yet to hear somebody say that they don't like it. I liked it a lot. Um, it was it was very much like in the season finale where we just got like um like brief appearances from all the different past incarnation uh, incarnations of the Doctors. Um, we got that here uh, with with that teaser, and it was just it had an epic feel to it, um, just like an all encompassing. You know, fifty years is a long time for anything. It's you know, it's, it's you know, other than maybe some like soap operas here in the states, it, it's probably the longest running show that that I know of. Um, and you just really got the scope of that. I thought it was really cool. Um, my favorite, probably my favorite visual of that is the part with uh with Tom Baker and the and the jelly babies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At that part though I was like, where's Pertwee? Because it went one, two, four, where's Pertwee? And I was like, I remember, oh there I, I remember watching it for the first time and just going, Chris will literally freak out at this. I was point. just like, where is he? And then oh there he is there. That's fine. That's fine. And there's Sarah Jane too. That's alright. But yeah I definitely I definitely loved it. Celeste? Well uh the first thought that came into my head when I was watching all this, it was like, November 23rd's evening can't get here fast enough. It And, and it better be awesome. It, it it better, you know, add up to all the epic in that trailer right there. Um, we had a little bit more um, with the, the previous Doctors and references to various um, to various key plates you know, locations, times, um, events that happen, along with the companions. 
and it's just it, the, with Sarah Jane that one that one was awesome I mean mm-hmm. I liked how it went for Sarah Jane and then it went to Clara but then her reflection was Sarah Jane right that um, was interesting yes I like that oh and, and in the newer the newer trailer <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> Yes. Get here. Now, there's there's <laughs> two of them. Um, I can only still find one. The, the one on YouTube. I can't find the second one. It's there. Another way. There was two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one that shows you just like you know the horse coming out of the TARDIS and things, and then there was the other one about tenant being in the um, TARDIS and saying you've redecorated. I don't like it. Which is obviously <laughs> a throw yeah, a throwback. You know, like a throwback to like um, whenever Triton is in the Three Doctors with Pertwee, and also whenever he's in the Brigadier's office before they go to um, the Five Doctors, and he says, "You redecorated." I don't like it. But so, do you know what? It's also another throwback to what? Well, it's a throwback to a throwback. Was Matt Smith said it to uh, James Corden's character? Oh uh, yes, about yeah. you redecorated. I don't like it as well. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, we'll see. We'll see if that trailer for a bit. Back to the actual okay. previous one. Uh, Dylan, uh, I I really loved it. I mean, I loved trying to spot all the little Easter eggs from all the different series in it. I, um, I was oh, really that deep. is so difficult. It's yeah. like they, they uh, listed it, everything, and I, I had to rewatch it a couple of times just to pick certain things out. You know, I mean, I think that's I think that's the beauty of the trailer is that you know, like I I think it was Alan said you can see Bessie, and I went where, and he went right right there, and it's right before you see Smith. It's in the left hand corner. So I think that's the beauty of the trailer is because there's that much hidden stuff. It's like <clears> it's like you know, like you have your favorite episodes that you rewatch and rewatch. But you watch that, and it's either a case of it's just the music. I mean, you just play it, and then, like, to be honest with you, whenever I'm in work and we have to test phones and I have to go on YouTube, that is the first thing that I type in, <laughs> and then I just play that to make sure that all the speakers are working and everything. Um, but I think that's the beauty of it. Sorry, I got carried away there. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, I mean that's I, like I said, that's that's one part that like the other part was I. Um, I mean, from a, a film geeky point of view, I was trying to figure out how they'd done it. You know, that the you know, I know they, they they cut together all these different scenes. You know, stuff from like the very first Hartnell Doctor, and you see him. And number one, I love the fact he's in black and white. I love the fact they didn't color him. You know, because mm-hmm. they could have just easily have done that to make it you know all the same. But no, they they started off black and white, and I was trying to work out you know if they just mapped a photograph of his face on the CGI model, if they taken it out of an episode. What well, I. I couldn't, and that's what I really loved about it. I couldn't figure out how they'd done it, and you can tell that they've worked really, really hard. And I'll be honest, you know, seeing everything building up, building up, and trying to spot everything—that's what got me more excited than anything else. I mean, the only thing for me was like, like you said, you saw, you know, Hartnell, Trout, and all that, but but you did, like you say, you didn't see Pertwee, you didn't see Colin Baker, you didn't see them fully anyway. You saw Tom Baker full. But you didn't yeah, see Pertwee full, and I would have liked that, and maybe a longer extended trailer with a bit more focus. But apart from I, that, I'd I would... love to have all of both of them on any kind of these trailers for the fiftieth actually on DVD, so people can just actually. I know some people are doing it now, of course, but uh, <laughs> when you actually have a little bit more control on going slow motion, so you can see, oh, there that is, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you blink and it's gone, kind of thing. So, but I really I mean, hope I'll that blink. they have these trailers on there, so. You I mean, they were picking a bit more work. They were picking stuff out like symbols that are in walls and stuff that you wouldn't right. notice if you were watching it just normally. But they they right. obviously just like pause. There's that there. There's that there. There's that there. It's like yeah. how how can you how can you just notice <laughs> these things? It amazes me. But more so, I'm more impressed that they managed to put all this stuff. They put the effort and thought in for you know what. 
this is for the fans. We're going to do something really spectacular. And the fact that, you know, I was expecting a proper trailer, you know, like the one that San Diego got. Mm -hmm. And there's a few people online that are like, oh, this isn't proper. It's like, no, this is leading up to it. This is kind of an ultimate fan service. We're acknowledging that there's more than just current Doctor Who. There's also the old stuff behind that a lot of people do forget, you know, because they're so used to the Ecclestons, the Tennis and stuff. So, no, I I thought it was awesome. Um, I just remember sitting down to watch it. Whoa. Don't know what happened there. It went all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Um, I just remember sitting down to watch it and Alan texting me and saying, I'm out at the minute, don't spoil the trailer. Now, you can imagine what I did whenever I watched it and I just texted him and I just wrote, Oh. My. God. And he was like, what? It's on YouTube, Alan. You need to watch it. Alan then texted me back. The letters of O. He then texted me back with OMG, but there was an F in there somewhere, let's just say. But I remember just watching that and I literally, as soon as you just heard the start of the music and you just heard Smith saying, I've been running all my life. And then just hearing that, like, I actually have goosebumps now just thinking about that. But then just seeing, you know, like, oh, there's Colin Baker. Oh, there's Sylvester McCoy being pushed over. You know, who's that mystery guy? And, you know, like, before you get the Smith. Um, and then, you know, like, just seeing the things, you know, like, um, the pyramid from Pyramids of Mars, you know, like, and then just having just all the... It's just basically, they just went to... Um, where they keep everything and where like put that in it put that in it put that in it put that in it and then just seeing the photos of like the guy who was acting as Tom Baker you know like just dressed up as him and the guys who was um, somebody dressed up as Hartnell as well just seeing that kind of thing was just really really cool and then just as I say just seeing the trailer I mean the trailer I think the trailer as Celeste just beautifully put it was just like you were just like I cannot wait to see what happens in this and that's one thing that's good about the BBC and Doctor Who is that things are always under wraps you know it's not a case of you know it's always leaked out you know like the next Doctor is this person it's always been done very very cautiously and then it's a case of whenever it happens then it's a nice surprise so what about you Alan? Well I think the thing that sums this trailer up for me is effectively that it is the ultimate love letter to the show because in the months and months and probably even the last couple of years in the run up here to the 50th anniversary the amount of times I've been on YouTube or been sent a link to someone who has done their own mm-hmm. kind of trailer for the 50th anniversary that has contained all the doctors in it and everybody's been like yeah, I'd really 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 love to see one of these you know the BBC actually to put the effort in and put one of these sort of trailers out there and then, like everybody else, when that day came along that that trailer was announced to be coming out, I was like, yeah, this is going to be you know a quick 30-second trailer actually showing us a clip of the 50th anniversary because the week prior on BBC, they said, oh, there's going to be something to do that you know, with yeah. the Doctor Who 50th anniversary. Here, make sure to watch. And you watched it, and it was literally just the hashtag flashed up for five seconds, and you're like, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, don't start like this. Please don't go on like this. And then for this to arrive the next week, it literally just my jaw dropped on the floor. And like everybody else has been saying, the sheer amount of stuff that is in the trailer. And kind of thinking a wee bit along the lines of like Dylan, I love looking at it from like a technical perspective. I love thinking, you know, 
what has gone into this, you know, how is this done? And artistically as well, I mm-hmm. particularly loved the Triton part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yes, you don't see Triton, but it just sums up everything about Triton is the fact that, right, he's there, he's playing the recorder, he's a silhouette, but then behind him is the Himalayas, which is the link to the Yeti, which was a whole big thing when it comes to Triton. Yeah. That, that to me, is one of the most artistic parts in the trailer. I don't know why it's so basic, it's just a silhouette, but mm-hmm. that, for me, really hit me. Like I've mentioned, the music of the trailer as well was phenomenal, and when it really starts to kick in around just after you've seen Tom Baker and it does the swoop up to like the globe that Sarah Jane's holding with Perkley and the master, you know, fencing inside it, and the music really kicks in there, you're just like, yes, this trailer is fantastic. <laughs> and then you get to that sort of quick part towards the end, you know, you see Davison, you see Baker, you see McCoy, you see, you see Davison throwing the cricket ball and his think, thinking specs are there. And then again the hidden things like when I pointed out Bessie to you and then there's the Rachni Queen is up on the side yeah. Yeah. and you literally it is an alone no blink and you will miss that mm-hmm. and I yes, find yes. sorry go ahead Dylan. I said I find it interesting they picked her yeah why why would you pick the you know the you know she was only in that Christmas episode mm-hmm. I mean okay she's she's pretty cool looking but of all the all the things that he's faced recently that I've just thought let's put anything we can in this trailer that people can hunt down like little easter eggs but well then... it was also referred to in turn left as well mm-hmm. because that was a key element in that episode that the, the doctor didn't make it out of that one because yeah. Donna wasn't there to yeah. stop <clears> him <throat> so I could see the, the impact of that character there I mean but yeah of course I'm, I'm thinking they're they're trying just like Alan would say um, they're trying to get as much as possible in there. A good combination so far I've seen. But I think I think kind of the kind of one last couple of th- you know few things that I spotted in that trailer. I was like, you know, that's you know that's a good idea. Is you know you saw that there was the McGann key was there, which you know, it didn't need to be there. It's it's just a case of you know it's a completely different style key to what we've been used to. You know, even recently in New Doctor Who we've been used to the old normal key, you know, Yale lock door. Or clicking on. the fingers. Exactly. Mm. And then I think the wee thing that kind of, because I am a huge master fan, you know, <laughs> when you got to the bit where you just saw the 11th Doctor's sound screwdriver kind of floating, and you just see in the background behind it, you see the master's laser screwdriver, and I'm just like, yes. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course you have the kind of face on the cliff face as well, which is... All mysterious as well, and then you have the San Francisco link with Golden Gate Bridge, which is McGann link, and then you have the shard, which is the link to Bells of St John as well. So, okay. so many things. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> yes. Are we going to talk about the proper trailers then? <laughs> if, we, if we've talked this much about the kind of teaseries. Well, thing. I can see that you're bossing the gut too. So yes, we'll let we'll let's well, let's let's because I'll just take everything. Up. I know that's why I said I'll let. Uh, hopefully, they'll say what you're going to say, but I think probably not. Trying to keep me quiet. Yes, exactly. So, um, obviously that trailer was epic and awesome all by itself. And then 
the last couple of days, you know, a trailer leaked um, from what? Um, I think it was like Latin America. Latin America that had subtitles on it, and then there's obviously been another trailer. So, what did you think of the actual trailer, Celesta, to do with the actual fiftieth episode, uh, the fiftieth anniversary episode? Episode. fiftieth episode. Yes. Did Did you mean the I've actual one? The one they had. Uh, the one that has like Matt Smith wearing the fez the minute, and the glasses. The, min- the near minute and a half long one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. The where both doctors are looking at each other and, and pointing yes. out their their brainy yes. specs. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was awesome. That that was more what I was looking for. Um, in that, and that one really got me excited. I can't wait until we get to have ten back. And yes. Rose. Oh my gosh, I saw Rose no. in there. No. <laughs> Sorry, not a Rose fan. Oh, yeah. Donna. As Mike will testify, because Mike, I remember Mike sending me messages going, "How do you like Donna? I do not like Donna." And then towards the end, I was like, "Okay, I see what you, I see what you're going for. I see why you like her, and I kind of like her now." So I, 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 I see her that. purpose. She's still not my favorite. Yeah, I'm with you guys. She annoys me, but she has the harshest ending for any companion. I yeah, think. tell me about it. I, the I fact that she it. can't remember anything. I mean, that's evil. And then she just goes back to being this cow that she was before. So it's all right. It's all right because Wolf was there to comfort her, so it's all right. I think it's not even the fact that she can't remember anything. It's if she remembers anything, her brain will literally explode. Yeah. That's probably what happened to Rory if he was alive still. But anyway, but he's not because he's dead. <laughs> Again. Um, yes, so, Mike, what were your thoughts on the trailer? More John Hurt. That was so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> as much as I'm looking forward to seeing Tennant come back, I'm looking just as much forward as to seeing the the whole John Hurt portrayal of the Doctor. Yeah, um, I want to I see what kind of... What Doctor is he? What are they pretending mm. to be? Because from what Smith's doctor is talking about, he's going like, uh, "This is the one you you, for, you want to forget." And I'm going, like, "All right, so he's a previous doctor. He's not a future one. Mm-hmm. So no, where is he doctor. in the line?" I mean, he might not be a previous doctor. This is the thing that it's time travel. Yeah. So we don't, well, you we see, don't know what he is. You see, there has been reports that on BBC um, there will be, like, on the red button, which they love to promote, there will be a mini-sode that will contain scenes to do with John Hurt, and there is rumours floating around that it will, it will contain a regeneration scene. Oh. So from somebody regenerating into John Hurt, I don't know who this will be. Um, you know, whether we see, you know, like, um, I don't yeah. know how they're going to do it or whatever, but whether we see it, because whenever there's been stuff mentioned to do with regenerations, and like in the movie it says, like, you have 13, but the master has like 12 or something, and it's uh, it's all up the left. But then, apparently, Moffat says that people need to go back and watch their DVDs more closely. Mm, and count. Because ah. he basically says there is a chapter of... <laughs> it's funny, we're talking about regeneration, and there's Matt Smith. Um regenerating from David Tennant sorry but I just left there Moffat has came out and said that there is a chapter of Doctor Who that we have not seen that we do not know about mm. which is where this is all going to link in the only thing that I think they could get away with if he is a future Doctor is the fact that Smith you know when he went into that sort of time stream thing to recover Clara he didn't only see his past he was able to link into his future and see okay, I, I, could, I could probably 
believe that one a little bit better because I mean he already had a problem with the TARDIS already knowing about all these uh, you know future desktop themes <laughs> and he was trying to you know wrap his head around that one I'm like well then how is it that you know he's got to be referring to the to a past one because and which rem- you know gets me to that point where you know he, he hurts Doctor was responsible for you know destroying Daleks and you know in the time war everything in the time war he's the time war uh, so so therefore he's got to be nine well this is everyone keeps saying look at his jacket he's wearing nine's leather jacket and I I, I keep looking at it and I don't really see it it's it's a leather jacket but it is not the exact jacket I exactly yeah I I think I would have seen seen that if it was I think I think it is you know it is pointing the most likely direction is that this could be something linked in with McGann, either the rumor like Chris says that we see a regeneration of McGann into the John Hurt Doctor, or that John Hurt turns out to be like this older, you know, gruffer version of McGann. Well, if you well, if he's want... a, if he's if he's a future Doctor, then how does it explain nine, ten, and eleven knowing about the time war? Because mm. it's a uh, the way I could think it's a time war. Because they don't this... know their own future. He doesn't know his own future. Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a part in the tra- in one of the trailers wherever Tennant says to Smith, "I want to know what's happening," and Smith no, says, "No, you don't yeah. want to know what's happening." So. I don't know. I, I mean, that, that's one of the beautiful things about Doctor Who is that, like, we get a forty-second trailer, and then you know, like, it has people going like, "But how does this affect this? And how does that do that? And how does this do this?" And it's like, if you wait for like two more weeks, <laughs> then you'll find out, and all will be, <laughs> and then people will still be. I don't understand. My brain hurts, and it'll probably be me who's one of them. Uh, right. Which, which is why we'll get the what? Which is why we'll get the next part. What? You, you've already no. you've talked about John Hurt. No, don't you dare go to the next question. Uh, no, ladies and say. gentlemen, get a cup of tea, put the kids to bed. What about the wee snippety trailer than this one? You calm yourself, son. Balance on a soapbox. What about the? Have you have you heard the rumor that the, there's a shadow walking down a tunnel and that's McGann? You got to be kidding. That's actually yeah, what, what's that's the actually that's actually one thing that I'm actually quite interested in. Um, there is. That part, I think, is the part that uh, Dylan is talking about, is that you see kind of just this corridor, and there's, like, things along the side. There's, like, you know, what looks yeah. like statues that have been covered over. Yeah. That 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 scene particularly has me very interested, because I paused it, and you can see Smith and Clara behind whoever is the shadowy person. You look at his hair. It's McGann like the coat is. People have been saying it's the brigadier's daughter. It could be her, but the mm-hmm. hair's not right. Her hair's too straight. Yeah. So that that's got me thinking. I don't think it's McGann McGann, as in the proper actor. I reckon it could be just um, somebody playing him. Mm-hmm. But you guys are such geeks. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah. I like the fact. I like the fact it's went from it could be McGann's hair or it could be the brigadier's daughter's hair. It's just like how much of a girl then is Paul McGann? <laughs> He was the coffee doctor. <laughs> but uh, one, one thing I want to mention, uh, which another thing out of this trailer that got me kind of quite excited, is the fact that, you know, it's been getting teased and people are saying, is 
you know, is Moffat lying? Is Percy fact an actual? Well, yes, we know that, but you know, is he lying in the fact that and that Hurt isn't a doctor at all or whatever? I think the thing that got me excited in the fact of that he has to be a doctor is the fact that right smack bang at the start of the trailer you saw a TARDIS and it was not a TARDIS that resembled Smith's or Tennant's. The windows were a lot older looking. It was a lot more rough and ragged and you saw it sitting in that desert and then you saw about, I think it was 30 seconds further into the trailer, you saw Hurt in a desert with his backpack on him, you know, his back and you, that, that literally is like that is Hurt's TARDIS so we do have that and then there's a small snippet later on in the trailer where it flicks quickly from Hurt's TARDIS to Tennant's TARDIS to Smith's TARDIS and you're just like yes thank you very much for that the way Celeste called the other guys um, geeks uh, I think she was referring to you as well um, just with that with that being said but regard, regardless so that's obviously the trailer for the, the um anniversary of the 50th anniversary of the Doctor Who special um, how how will we'll be hashtag saving the day so how will we be watching the Doctor Who special uh, Mike? Well I have my ticket booked we'll be at the theatre watching at the same time as all of you guys Awesome. Oh, you suck that's gonna be, <laughs> see for me that's going to be so weird but also rewarding the fact that we're going to get to see it all at the same time right now yes. Uh, Celeste? Uh, at, the, at the house, of course. I mean, I can't get any tickets for the movie, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know of anyone else in the area who's a Whovian, so it's BBC America all the way. Dylan? Uh, depends. It's a Thought Bubble comic con, so I'm either going to be in a pub with everybody watching it, or if I leave early, I'll be at home watching it with my missus. So it could be either one. Okay. Well, Alan and I are going to watch it together um, at the um, cinema. Um, this is actually going to be my first 3D film, so it is. Um, I haven't actually watched a 3D um, thing, apart from when we were at the Doctor Who Experience and they had that little short clip that I thought was awesome. Um, but this will be my first 3D uh, film, and I cannot wait for it. And the beauty of the thing is, is that whenever I come home, it's on my Skybox, so I, then I can watch it again, <laughs> um, which is even better. Right on um, the DVR. Yeah, exactly. But before we go, obviously we have this, and then we have the Christmas special of Matt Smith. So, Mike, what are your thoughts on Peter Capaldi as a new Doctor? Um, was there a certain name batted around that you would have been uh, preferred to see as the Doctor? Well, as far as Capaldi goes, I don't know him from anything. Um, I've never seen anything that he was in other than the you have. Fires of Pompeii episode. Yes, I was that's what I was say. <laughs> but that's as far like... as anything that he's like starred in. Um, the only thing that, that 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 I know of him is apparently he can curse a lot. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I will send. I will I send you a trailer. In I will send you a trailer of what my manager sent to me. Um, was that it said um, Peter Capaldi Doctor Who intro leaked, and it was just a, a lot of effing and blinding. So I'll forward that to you, and then you can watch um, how he was in the thick of it. Was um, the program that he was on? Sorry, carry on. Um, when they were doing the whole speculation as to who was going to be the new Doctor, um, a couple of names that I had thought of, um, one is already tied up in another series, so I, I knew that it was something that wasn't going to happen, um, was uh, Johnny Lee Miller. Um, I, I really like him in uh, Elementary. <clears throat> he would have been but, um, <laughs> Well, and, and that's, that's the whole thing, going, in, yeah. going along with the whole uh, kookiness of the 9, 10, and 11 Doctor. Um, the more recent doctors, he kind of has that 
same kind of uh, mannerisms and whatnot. Um, but the other name, and I, I think it kind of was a bit of a foregone conclusion that we were going to get an older doctor. Um, and because House had wrapped up over the last year or two, I was really thinking that Hugh Laurie might be a good choice for the doctor. <laughs> Yeah, he could, yeah. he would have worked as well, I think. Um, Celesta, what about you? Uh, let's see. For Peter, um, hey, I'm. He's a Scot, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes, he all is. All right. Well, there you go. So was I, I'm all so for was one. Tenet, so you know, and I believe he's actually going to keep his accent in the role. So uh, hubba hubba. Um, <laughs> I hope he keeps a Scottish accent, but not for the same reason. Let me just make it. <laughs> Um, but Capaldi was in, in Doctor Who before the fires of Pompeii. He was the patriarch of the family, the Doctor in Donna. See an episode yeah. that Amy was in. Yeah. And uh, how are they going to explain this? You know, except like, like apparently, uh, no, Alan, I'm taking this. Sorry. <laughs> Apparent, apparently, from what I've heard, apparently from what I've heard is that um, um, <laughs> Moffat got in touch with Russell T. Davies um, because Russell T. Davies was going to um, bring Capaldi in as a doctor at some stage um, but because of what was written you know to do with Fires of Pompeii and stuff they had like um, a strategic battle plan and Moffat emailed um, Russell to see if what he'd done in Doctor Who would that still work so apparently there will be an explanation about that including the Torchwood stuff Good. Yes, and clean the torture because obviously he was in oh. uh, Easy for themselves and, and just not try to, you know, um, use the same actors. Are, are there not enough actors in the UK? I mean, I think I've been, been the actor on Doctor Who. You're, you're running for the Doctor later? I mean, how does that work? I, I, think, it's, I think it's just that Peter Capaldi is considered just such a good actor in the UK. He's considered one of the UK's premium sort of television actors in the grand scheme of things. That that's There's been so many people though because Martha was in it before in one of the Cybermen yeah. stories and then and then um, Gwen from Torchwood was in it before and Colin Baker was in an episode before in one of Peter Davison's stories oh, before he was the doctor. Colin Baker then in that one I'm going like really you couldn't change his hair color on that one. <laughs> no. Um, so that, that was that. So apparently, hubba hubba says Celesta. Um, Dylan, do you feel the same way? Or that's a new Doctor Who theme right there. So it is. <laughs> Peter Capaldi is in my Bernard Cribbins, so you know. Um... That is tall. Oh my God. <laughs> but I'm I'm really happy they've gone for an older Doctor. I think the younger Doctors are cool, but I think we need somebody old, somebody. He looks. He looks like he's going to be quite grumpy and curmudgeonly as well, which I, I quite you like. Better let's not say somebody that Mike and I can identify with. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> that's more than like you. Um, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping he keeps the moustache and beard that he's got going at the minute, because it, it's about time the Doctor had facial hair, you know, and he, he looks quite devilish with it. It's cool, um, but. The ones I, well, I, I heard different things for the doctors. Rupert Grint was mentioned, and at least the doctor would be ginger then, and that would have kept going the whole doctor getting younger thing. But the one that I really Dylan, have you ever watched the IT crowd? That's who I was about to say. He Moss Moss is yes. the one I wanted. David, Ayer. I would have loved yes. that so He's the much. The doctor, that's what he is. <laughs> when he when he was rumored, I was like, that would be so fantastic. That would have made my day. I'm still hoping for that. He needs to I, think, I think it's a possibility in the future. I would never rule that out. I think if there's if there's gonna be 
you know, the first colored doctor, then I think there would be no better guy than him. Yes, yes. No, no, Mike no, no. and I, Celeste. I have to disagree on that one. Oh, here we go. Mine oh. was Idris Elba. Oh no! I, I was waiting for that one to come along. I'm going like, See, I think, I think, I think Idris has just went past that point off. You've got to be kidding me! Yet. No, I'm not. Saying, I'm not saying he would make a bad doctor. What I'm saying is, I think he's now reached that point where he's far more a movie guy than he would be to go back to TV. Yeah. Uh, he's too he's too battle ready for me. Idris Elba, just, oh, you just no, look no, at him no. and he looks like he could floor you with a look. Yeah, yeah. I know we're getting a bit rambly here, but could you just imagine Idris Elba delivering sort of this sort of speech he does in like Pacific Rim to a Dalek? Yeah, there'd be no Daleks left. Every enemy of the Doctor wouldn't come out ever again because Idris Elba just look at them. Right. It's like yeah, and then click his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's very strange. Nobody um, think that it would have been a female doctor because I remember hearing that Helen Mirren was going to be in. I was just like, oh my female lord, doctor, really? That is just a little bit too far for me. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I know that he, he referred to it or hinted at it for the uh, um, for one of the previous doctors that actually changed uh, gender, yeah, but... Like, oh, come on, please don't go there. Please, not with this I, I, one. Do it I, I, with I, I, a, another... You I, can do it with another time lord, but not this time lord. They've, they've done it once. They've done it once to the Doctor. It was oh, a comic yeah. relief special. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one, but I'm going like, no, don't. Not fan and villain. <laughs> yeah, neither is Dimensions in Time, because it's god-awful. <laughs> um, but... Um, because um, quite a few of you haven't watched a lot of the older ones, um, I want you to rank 9, 10, 11 in order of preference. Um, Mike, you first. Maybe uh, 10, 11, and then 9. Uh, Celeste? 10, 9, 11. Dylan? 10, 11, 9. Alan? 10, 9, 11. 10, 11, 9 for me. Um, because I was never really a big fan of Eccleston. Although so I was a big fan of Eccleston as Malekith. In, in yes, definitely. <laughs> so awesome. He hardly spoke any English. <laughs> oh, that's right. He didn't have to. <laughs> no, he did do good. He did do good. Okay, well that is going to conclude our look at Doctor Who and um, just obviously getting prepped for the Doctor Who um, 50th anniversary special um, which hits our cinemas, TVs, basically everywhere and anywhere on the 23rd of November. Um, so that's going to be fun then. Um, so guys, thank you all very much for coming on. Um, please, once I pass it over to you, please promote anything you want to and uh, uh, just thank you very much for coming on so Celeste I'll start with you thank you very much for uh, coming on hopefully this will be the first of many times that you appear in Operation Retroshock um, so please feel free to promote anything that you want to okay thank you thank you for having me um, I am going to promote my art website uh, celestasart.com uh, you can also uh you know, check me out on thundercatsnow.com. I'm also a podcaster uh, for uh, the Thundercats, uh, new and cl- uh, classic. And um, yeah, 
I'm good. <laughs> okay, awesome. Awesome, and I can vouch for her art because she did me a spectacular uh, drawing of David Tennant, which was awesome. So thank you very much for that. Um, we'll go to uh, Mr. Lacey next. So, Mike, good to catch up with you again. Um, uh, with things just being the way they are, it's either a case of you have plans or I have plans or I just don't want to talk to you and you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> and knowing our luck, it'll probably be before WrestleMania that we actually get to catch up again. Chris but is actually trying to contact Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lay off. <laughs> Mike, over to you, <laughs> sir. It's like, ah, oh, we better stop. <laughs> you can have Bernard. Yes, you can. <laughs> so gotta throw my heads out the floor. So <laughs> Mike, hurry up, promote something, will you? Obviously, you're listening to Operation Retroshock here on the Operation Retroshock feed. Um, I I know it's only been a couple of times this year, but we have another project on this feed that is uh, Retroshock, if that's still a thing. Um. It is. (laughs) Whenever I can actually get to it, it, it's a thing, yes. Yes, our our, our schedules have not been meeting up um, as we would like, but hopefully sooner than later we'll get back on track and you'll be getting some more episodes of uh, uh, WrestleShock here on the Operation RetroShock feed where we will discuss everything and anything wrestling related. Cool. Uh, Dylan, uh, thank you once again. Always good to catch up with you. And feel free to promote anything you wish to, sir. Uh, Thank you. and It's been great coming on Talking Doctor Who. Uh, And if any Doctor Who fans like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, myself and Chris and Mike, and occasionally Alan singing the theme tune. We do a podcast <laughs> all about wearing his April outfit. And you say me having Cribbins crush is weird, <laughs> but Alan dressing up in a yellow jumpsuit is perfectly fine. I don't need that again oh in my, my head. I'd manage. La 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 la. You won't have that on the podcast, but if you want to listen to Turtles news and reviews and things like that, go to whatthesheld.podbean.com. Alan, don't promote yourself, you know, video Skype wearing oh, your yellow. <laughs> um, Alan, anything you wish to um, promote or anything? Myself. Myself. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, lord. Mike's already done the uh, nice thing in promoting Operation Retroshock, so I'll promote the Retroshock Twitter. If anybody wants to get in contact with us, uh, you can tweet us up at Retroshock316. Or you can email myself, Alan Price at operationretroshock.co.uk, or you can contact Chris. I love Bernard Cribbins at gmail.com. <laughs> He's getting in the swing of things now. I don't want to set up that email though. That's not a real email, folks. It's vinto316 at gmail.com. And you can also find Operation Retroshock on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Operation Retroshock, and what the shell is there as well, facebook.com forward slash TMT Classics. Um, thank you all very much for coming on being part of our companions uh, now unfortunately Dylan is going to have his mind wiped um, Mike is just going to be left stranded in Stranraer or somewhere and Celeste Celeste sadly um, she died and then came back to life and then died again and came back to life and then died and then came back to life again so that's what happens whenever you're a Doctor Who companion here apparently from the start of this I was the master you were but the companions so with that being said thank you very much for listening and enjoy the Doctor Who experience the 23rd of November wherever you are hashtag save the day and thanks for listening Alan Z Running all my 
second of every minute of every day for over 900 years. I fought for peace in a universe at war. Now the time has come to face the choices I've made in the name of the Doctor. Our future depends on one single moment of one impossible day. The day I've been running from all my life. The day of the Doctor.